Welcome back. You probably like, well, welcome back to you. Welcome back. It's Mindset Monday. I missed you all. I missed you all. I'm so excited to be here. Those of you that are listening to me on the podcast and you can't see me, I am sending the biggest smile and hug your way. I missed you. I pray that you took some time to just maybe listen to an old episode and let it bless you. But listen, I am back. I am ready. Um, y'all, I'm ignited and I needed that break. I really did. I was taking some time to, and I'm still taking time. We're going to talk about that a little bit, um, to do some things that God is having me to do in this season for you, for you. And so, you know, sometimes you just have to pull away. But I'm so encouraged today. I'm so ready to just get you fit in God's word. Before I get started, though, I just want to share a couple of things. Um, I mentioned this the last couple of weeks because every now I would, I would drop in and give y'all a little message of encouragement for the week. But I did mention that you're going to start seeing the podcast a little bit change um, going forward. And the team is working as, as much as we can. Um, I have a lot of episodes. So we are trying to make it convenient for you so that depending on the season you're in, whether you're needing to get fit in your faith or your family or maybe parenting, categorizing it a little bit, and soon you will see the channel looking a little different because we're going to have some opportunities for you to be a part of the fit family. And so we'll discuss that later on as it gets closer to that. So the YouTube channel, you already see that a little bit. Um, you can kind of search faith or family homeschooling. Many of you know, I homeschool my three kids. So I have been helping and working with moms and different things. So you're going to see different options. Okay. Same now with the podcast. We will always have Mindset Monday um, under faith, okay? But you're going to see family. You're going to see fitness, which means it's a smorgasbord because you all know I'm not just talking about um, health and wellness in our natural body, right? What does that look like working out in the spirit? What are we eating? What are we eating naturally? So anyway, you will see that going. So I don't want you to be like, well, what, what is the faith and the family and the finances? Because here's the reality. Getting fit is a lifestyle. Being focused, intentional, and tenacious is how we are to live. And I am, I don't want to get too ahead of my mindset Monday, but we're not getting fit for down here. But soon and very soon, our Savior is coming back. And I don't know about y'all, but I want to be fit to be with him, right? We are to set our mind on things above. We're not doing all of this for here because the reality is your money, your houses, your car, your, this body, all of it is going to waste away. It's vanity. As Ecclesiastes reminds, it's but a vapor. You don't leave these houses and money, whatever you have. And so we want to be fit in our soul inside out, okay? So anyway, you will see that happening through the channel, you'll start seeing uh, the podcast a little bit mirroring the YouTube and you'll see the titles just so whatever season, like I said, it's easy access. Now for the other news, uh, y'all, I'm an author. Yes, I have my first book. Um, it's an anthology piece that I worked on with some beautiful women um, as we encourage marriages. It's called Help Me. So you will see within a couple of weeks, I will have it on the podcast link. Um, you can actually go within there and it'll be a title saying, you know, book or whatever, and you can click. But I would also encourage you to check the website, latricebartley.com. Some information will be coming there. YouTube channel, all my, um, it, we will have some notifications sent out. If you are not on my email, please email us at hello at H-E-L-L-O at Latrice, L-A-T-R-E-C-E. Bartley, B-A-R-T-L-E-Y dot com. Just send me an email. First of all, just send me an email because y'all know I'm so personable. I think I am. I really like people. Um, I love encouraging people. And so it's so hard with the podcast, right? Because you're not seeing the people like the YouTube channel. I get the, even though I'm, you know, not necessarily seeing you, but you know what I mean. But I, you, you want to know sometimes, is it blessing you? Is it helping you? You know, whatever it is. So feel free to send me a line and just say, Latrice, this blessed me this week or whatever. I would love to hear from you. Leave me a, a review on the podcast, please. Leave me. There are stars there.
share because that allows me to get the message out to even more people. So you can rate. Um, please leave me five stars. Please leave me a message there. I would love to hear from you because I want to know those that I'm talking to, okay? But y'all, yes. So the book is called Help Me. It will, we will be having a launch, me and the group of women, um, at the end of the month in August. And it is a book that is really dear to my heart. Many of you know how passionate I am about helping marriages. And listen, I wanna say this from the offset too. If you are single, this book is for you because here's the reality. You want to read it so that you can be encouraged to know not only what not to do, but how to be the queen. You know, I love to say we in a society, everybody demanding what they can need to look like, you know, and the same for the fellas. You know, I want we want what we want, but you want to make sure that what you're demanding, you're that and more. You know, you, you want a king, but you are you all those things. You know, he need to have money. He don't need me. I'm not, I'm not going to take. Are you those things that you would require and more, right? And so this book is great for singles as well because what a great way to do preventative work, to learn from others' mistakes, to learn as we shared our journey of how we have become the help me. That's a word that you're going to see really broken down because we don't hear that often, you know? And so I don't want to give too much of it out, but y'all, it is finished. Um, I am so honored that God allowed me to be a part of this project. So you will see that and you can pre-order it. I'll be giving information about that. You'll see it come through, um, through the website. You'll see it come through social media. If any of you, please follow me on Purposefully Living website on um, social media. I'm on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. <laughs> so follow me, subscribe, and then that way you can be no you can know what's coming out, okay? So I wanted to take time to just say that because I'm so excited, but there's more, y'all. God is just stretching me. I feel like, you know, you feel like you've been working for a while and then you just start seeing things happen, right? His, his time is so perfect. And so a devotional is coming out soon. My own, like, full Fully Latrice Bartley author book. Um, just mine is coming out. It's, it's almost there. And so I've been stepping away to do these things. And of course, just be a wife and a mom. You know, I'm in a season, I got babies, y'all, and they're growing so fast. And so just taking some time to prep them and get them ready for homeschool testing and all the things. But anyway, I'm back. But I wanted to share that with you all, y'all. I wanted to come back and deliver that I did what I said. I told y'all I'm stepping away, y'all. I got to push this project out and I did. The book is packaged. It should be here this week. And so I'm so excited um, to share that with you, okay? And last thing, also this month, I'm going to be getting an interview. I believe it'll be this month or next month, an interview with Brenda Spencer. It, I really, I, you all know, I don't bring a lot of people on my podcast. That's kind of right now. That's the direction I have not been given. You know, some people, they is for different reasons, right? They do interviews and, but this is a powerful interview that I want to do, um, that she wrote a book that I believe everyone needs to have. And so inspirational prayers from the heart. And I really want you all to download this book, go to Apple, um, books. It's on almost every platform you can get on Kindle, uh, look up Brenda Spencer. Actually, this is the second book. But this book, if you want to be able to pray the word of God, and it's so, it's got such a specific target market, which is powerful to pray over our men and our sons and our, our the generation of men. And so y'all, I want to charge you to get this book. Again, look up her name, Brenda Spencer. Uh, as many of you know, it is my godmother, but I'm not telling you to just do it because it's my godmother. Cause if I ain't believe in it, I wouldn't put it on my channel, but I was, the, I don't know if I was the first, I might've been behind the other children. But I was like next to the third because I believe in the work and I know the life and I know I have been a, if I could say, benefit of these prayers for a long time. I remember her sending me prayers. I mean, y'all over 10 years ago and I still have some of them and they so relevant. So when I'm talking about someone that is 
writing on prayer that will change your life. These prayers are potent. And as you begin to speak them, I'm going to tell you now, the Lord will begin to take over. For those of you that you want to learn how to pray, maybe you want to grow in your prayer walk with God and, and you don't really know where to start. This is a great book for you because you can see the scriptures in words as you begin to pray and then you will find yourself adding on and there's some place. So anyway, I want you to look her up. Brenda Spencer, um, you can go, she's on Beat Me because I don't forgot the website. I should have had my little sticky note. But Willow Publishing, I, Willow, I, I, I might have it a little mixed up, but that's okay. If you look up Brenda K. Spencer, Google her. Google, look, the power of Google, you're going to find her. Um, and I, like I said, in Kindle, Apple Books, download that. It will bless you. So, y'all ready? Y'all, I know my podcast is, you don't know what I'm doing. You can't see me. But my YouTubers, they see me dancing and moving because I'm excited, y'all. I'm excited. Come on. I'm excited. Don't y'all miss me? Y'all podcast, y'all missing this good energy. I'm over here dancing and smiling. Okay. But let's get in. Let's get in. The word of God. So listen, purposefully living. I done been talking all this time. If you don't know who I am, Lord, let me, let me rewind. Hello. My name is Latrice Bartley, and I'm goofy. Y'all know I'm goofy. I love to, listen, I love to minister this word, but I love to have fun. But yes, for those of you who maybe this is your first time, listen to me. I am Latrice Bartley, founder and CEO of Purposefully Living. Why am I here? Listen, I'm here to get you fit, get you focused, intentional, and tenacious. God first, goal second, point blank. I love to say the founding, um, our foundational scripture for Mindset Monday, Philippians 2 and 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. In another translation, it says, let this attitude, listen, we want to have the mind and the attitude that Christ had. He is our perfect example. So that's why I'm here. I'm here every Monday to get you fit. And as many of you know, yes, there that is a natural and a spiritual representation. You will probably see me running down the street. I love running. I am a marathoner. I have done half marathons. All the I love it. It's it's my favorite thing to do, but I love lifting weights. But here's the bottom line. I believe that our life is a lot like going to the gym or your home workout. It's just simply training. And this is what God is doing. He's training us. The Holy Spirit is training us so that we will be the light in this dark world. The word of God is training us. Listen, everything about this walk is training and we have to yield. We have to say your will, your way. We have to be disciplined so that we can do the things that God has called us to do and be who he's called us to be. So that's my purpose. If you say, okay, Latrice, why you get on here? Listen, yes, I am a business owner. I am a subject matter expertise in a lot of things. I am a strategist. I homeschool my kids, been married going on 19 years. I, in other words, I could tell you a little something, something on some things. But what I am here to do, because all those topics and all those goals can be encompassed in one thing. And I believe your success begins in Jesus Christ. So that's why I'm here today. And so that's why today's message is so important. And I'm going to just jump right in. Today's, if I give it a topic or a thought, is make a decision. Make a decision. The power of a decision. And I'm going to tell you, I don't want to get too ahead of my notes, but this was inspired by a message that my bishop preached, but actually my, my pastor who passed away preached it years ago. She used to preach on this. Uh, several times I've heard her preach on these four lepers. But the other day, my bishop preached it. And I don't know, I remember the next week, I just kept reading the story over and over again to the point I went a couple of chapters up and I was just reading the story as Elisha as it led to this, this decision that these lepers made. And it was just so much good stuff in there. And and as I begin to just this particular day sit as they sat and just kind of looked at this dialogue, though I had read it day after day, I heard in my spirit, make a decision, make a decision. And I knew that this was the word the Lord wanted me to, to deal, to deliver to you today. So decision, decision is a conclusion or a resolution reached after a consideration. 
Okay, so when we say make a decision, y'all know I'm a teacher at heart. Um, a decision is simply a conclusion or a resolution reached. It's a choice that you make, okay? Many of you today, as you're sitting here looking at me, you are in the valley of decisions. You are at a crossroad, whatever that looked like. Some of you, you may need guidance in something. You have a choice to make. I want to talk to you about the power of a decision, whether that decision is to give your life to Christ, whether that decision is to hear, listen, and obey the voice of God. For some of you, decision is just to trust God and believe his word, to stand firm. For some of you, it's to stand firm in faith. You know the Lord. You've been walking with the Lord, but you're wavering in unbelief. And so God is calling you through me to stand firm, to take his word at face value. For others, the decision is to forgive, to let go, to, to let go and let God. You're dealing with hurt and and this thing is keeping you in prison, not the other person. You today have to make a decision, okay? So as we discuss making a decision, I want to kind of, if I'm going to get you fit, I want to kind of pack it in that. I want you to really, the more as we're going through the months, that was something that God has been giving me. Teach them what it looks like to get fit through this word. So you're going to hear me breaking it down into focus, intentional, and tenacious. Because I really want you to think about, just like you prepare to go to the gym or maybe you some of you walk outside or you do home gym and you you know your clothes you know you gonna put your you got your gloves for your weights or whatever you do right I want you to begin to think about God's word getting you fit I want you to begin as you open the Bible say okay what am I focused on what how am I gonna get intentional how am I gonna be a doer of the word okay tenaciousness what how is this telling me to plan so I'm going to put it that way so in whatever decision Maybe before you, we had to get fit. And how do we do that? We focus. We get intentional and tenacious, right? When we focus, we recognize and we acknowledge God in all that we do. We don't make a decision without Christ. We, we don't make a decision without acknowledging God, period, okay? Because the Bible reminds us he knows the best pathway. He knows. He will advise and watch over us. He has already prepared the way for you. So you must believe today, the truth you must believe is that today is not surprising God. He is not frantic because of whatever your decision, the valley of decisions that you're in. He sees and knows everything. He knows right where you are. So it's time for you to get focused. Let's do it. Let's focus. What are we going to focus on? We're going to focus on God's word. God's word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Okay. The voice of God, we're going to focus. And listen, I'm talking to believers. For those of you that maybe you're like, well, I don't know him. Just stay with me. I'm going to be talking to you, but I'm giving you, if I could say the foundation, you got to focus. Okay. We got to concentrate, right? You must concentrate on the word of God. Again, when I'm talking about let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, I love to really emphasize let. Sometimes we just go to the finish, okay? I want the mind of Christ. Okay, that's great, but let's go back. We're going to let, we must choose, <laughs> make a decision because to get to the end of result of the mind of Christ, Every day we have to make choices and sometimes that's in bite size. That's not the big choice. We do have a big choice. We need to give our life to the Lord. But sometimes it's just, like I said, hearing him, listening to him, obeying him, doing what he said, you know, so we going to get to the mind, but that comes through process, right? So hear me, we're going to be intentional. What does intent, intentional is just simply action. You cannot sit here and read the word all day. Hey man, all this bless me. And then you do nothing. You go to church every Sunday. I know that's right, Bishop. You laid out slain, get up, do nothing. No, intentionality, you're going to do what the word says to do. Okay, we're going to focus on what it said, that that it showed us, that that it's telling us to do, we're going to do it, all right? And then next, what are we going to do? We're going to get tenacious. And I love to say tenacious to me is two things. You're going to prepare. You become solution-driven, right? In corporate, when I'm working with corporations, I teach them become solution-driven. You become the answer, right? When you become the answer, listen, you're indispensable. When people know, hey, call her, she always can fix a problem, they're going to keep you on staff. That's what they need. They don't want people to see the problem and running. They want people to see the problem and already have a plan, fixed it out. Oh, they're going to keep you. Uh, so hear me. It's the same thing spiritually. Okay, what could stop you from working out? What stops you from 
getting in your word? What are the distractions? Let's get a solution to it. Can you put your phone on do not disturb? Can you prep your food? Can you go ahead and outline what is the focus for this week's study and say, hmm, I'm dealing with discipline issues. I'm going to find two scriptures to memorize. Come on, let's get tenacious to get God's word written on our hearts so that we do not sin against him, whether it's the sin of unbelief or the sin of doing those things that we know dishonor him. So when we say in tenaciousness, we're going to be solution driven. We're going to plan. We know stuff come up, but we're going to have a plan and we're going to endure to the end. Because here's the reality, y'all. Life has a plan. As you're planning, life has a plan, right? But our job is to build a solid foundation through the word of God so that when the winds blow and the waves are run, we're going to stand because our foundation is built on Jesus Christ. So I want to jump right on in. As I mentioned, the our anchor scripture is going to come from 2 Kings chapter 7, 4 through 8 which is the story of the four lepers who said, why should we sit here till we die? But again, when we're talking about focus, I want to give you some spiritual and natural examples. And I thought about who better that represents focus than Jesus. Come on. Because at the end of the day, that's who we are. That's who we should be looking at. If we want the mind of Christ. Let's look at Christ. Let's focus on him. Let's see how he responded against his accusers. Let's see how he responded. When no, Come on. So he is our perfect example. And so in Luke 22, 41 through 43, we see Jesus is praying in the garden and it says that, and he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, the disciples, and he knelt down and prayed saying, father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. So why did I use that scripture? Because this was a time, this is building up to the crucifixion and Jesus is focused. We see all throughout Jesus' um, life. He was focused. He was about his father's business. He was not focused on, yes, he healed, he delivered, he set free, he, he was imparting it to his disciples, but he understood his mission was for us to die. He was here to, to, to um, fulfill his father's will, to fulfill dying for our sins. So when we think about this, he was so focused. And in this moment, he says, Lord, if it be your will, take this cup away from me. But then his next response is, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And as a result of his decision to say, I asked, but you know what? It's your will, your way, dad. It's your will, your way, heavenly father. Then guess what happened? He was strengthened. And so I wanted to share with you that even in this, that's this is such a good example. I believe that Jesus is our template. He, he is our template of how to triumph through um, any situation when it comes to making any decision. Jesus had many distractions. We see all throughout the word. He pulled away. He'll steal away. Why? Because people was pulling on him. Pharisees trying to trick him up. People trying to set him up. But he was focused, right? The ultimate goal was to fulfill the will of his father, to die, to get his life. So when I'm asking you today, come on, let's make a decision. I want you to concentrate. He is our example. You know, I say often we need to go back to what would Jesus do? We used to wear the bracelet and necklace. No, what would he do? Let's concentrate on the word of God. Whatever decision you may have to make today, tomorrow, God's word has something to say on it. So that is our template. That is where we start. Okay. And so as we go on, and we are talking about Jesus. Now we're going to go into intentionality. What it, what it means to get intentional. Again, Jesus, we can put him in here, but we're going to talk about some other people. He was, Jesus was all about action. He prayed to his father, but he said, come on, not my will, but yours be done. He knew that the pain had purpose, y'all. And so sometimes I want to encourage you as you're getting ready to make a decision, the decision may be to just keep going. Your pain has purpose. Listen, you can cry, but you can't quit. Come on. The decision is to keep, remember, it door to the end. We can't forfeit the race. We can't get weary in well-doing. For some of you, you just need to make a decision to keep on going. Yep, it's been blow after blow. But guess what? When you are walking towards destiny, you can't expect 
that the pavement gonna just be just smooth. No, you gonna sometimes I'm walk, I'm running, and it's a route that I know all the time, and you just be feeling yourself, and then all of a sudden I catch myself. I didn't realize the the sidewalk done lifted. Somebody done been throwing rocks since the last time I ran. Right, I got to stay focused. Yep, it's a route that I know, but things happen, and life happens to us all. So even as you're making a decision, come on. That's why building that foundation in God's word is so important. When you think about being intentional, I think about the woman with the issue of blood. We, we have heard this story, many of us, that she pressed. Listen, that's act, that's intentionality. She pressed. She didn't say, if I can just touch Jesus. She said, if I can just touch the him, that's intentionality. She just got, she have, Jesus wasn't expecting her. She just went, she pressed in. But real, I really want to focus on, it's those four lepers, y'all, those four lepers. And again, it was in second Kings. And here, I want to give you a little bit of the backdrop, Okay. As we get up to their decision, there was a severe famine in Samaria and it, it was bad. It turned into cannibalism. I mean, they like eating children, boiling them. It, it was pretty gross. Okay. And so you have this dialogue with the king of Israel. He's irate. He's like wanting, not irate to go pray and say, God have mercy. No, he irate to want to go kill Elisha. It's just like he mad, you know, with what's going on. And so he vows to kill Elisha, right? But as he's getting ready, he's going to send his messenger and do that. Elisha, God, God is for Elisha, right? He is a prophet and it's already revealed to him. And so as he's on his way to do it, Elisha already knows. He tells the people, warns them, tells them what to do. But Elisha comes out and speaks to the situation. And in so many words, he says, the season's about to shift. Listen, King, let me tell you, it's over by this time. And he begins to prophesy about this time tomorrow. He said at Samaria's gates, six quarts of fine flour will sell for a half an ounce of silver. In other words, he was saying there's going to be an ab abundance of food. Okay. Now this is important because this is the backdrop. This is what's going on. This is the severe famine. Then you have four lepers that if you know anything about leprosy back then, I mean, you, they couldn't even be in the same place like nobody touched them they wanted to be like it was just death they don't eat in the same place it was play it was like oh you know so when you think about we in a famine and then they're already like the outcasts if i could say it like that we already know technically what the decision is for them they gonna die nobody not even thinking about them but yet in the midst of all of this going on they're talking the four lepers, I'm saying, they having a discussion and they basically said, why, why sit here till we die? If we say, let's go into the city, we will die there because the famine is in the city. Ain't no hope in there, but we can sit out here. They banned us and we outcasts. We're going to die here. So they make a decision through this dialogue to say, we going to go. That's great. But this is where it got good. Y'all, I read, I'm telling y'all, I read this about four or five times. This is what blessed me. In verse five, it says, for the Lord, as they have made a decision to go into the city, it says, verse five, for the Lord had caused the Arabian army to hear the clatter of speeding chariots and galloping of horses and the sounds of a great army approaching. The king of Israel has hired the Hittites and the Egyptians to attack us. That, this is what the people saying. They cried to one another. So they panicked and ran into the night, abandoning their tents, horses, donkeys, and everything else y'all and they fled for their lives so they making a decision they decide we don't have nothing to lose we gonna go in but they just going in for them but god is working with their decision and has made their walking to sound like chariots and galloping to the people in the city that left they thinking they about to be attacked why am I sharing that? Because I want to encourage you today as you make a decision, God is working with your decision, but you have to move. He's working with you. Little did they know in this situation that God had went before them, y'all. And, and why is this so important? I want to encourage you today to make a decision because here's the thing. The enemy is always putting, inserting doubt. I love to say that he's the author of the D's. He, doubt, deception, delays discouragement, all of the D's. So he's going to be the one as soon as you make a decision, but 
you think they're going to do it? You think you're going to write that? Well, if nobody don't buy the book. But if, but if you give your love to the Lord, it's all your friends. You're going to eat. That's what he does. Make the decision. Just like these lepers ain't have nothing to lose. First of all, they're outcasts. Ain't nobody think about them. They can't be in the same place. But they said, listen, let's just go in. But God worked with their decision. And little did they know, not only did he cause the, the people in the city to think that they being attacked, they done left everything. So they go in drinking wine. They got clothes. They, going, they go back and tell the people like everything that Elisha prophesied. So I want to encourage you today to make a decision. To make a decision, number one, for Christ. That's the main decision. Allow him in your heart. Accept him in your heart. Because here's the thing. I can sit here and talk to you about goals, how to become a millionaire, how I homeschool my children well, how I do the things that I do in business, how I've been able to impact and do all the things. That's great. But if if I boiled it all down, it come down to Jesus Christ. I made a decision over 26 years ago that I am still reaping the fruits from now. I made a decision that for God, I will live and for God, I will die. And why does that sound crazy? Y'all already know. No, that was tested through my daughter, Olivia, through our diagnosis. That sounds good. For God, I live for God. But no, when they say you're going to die. Abort her or you will not live. I chose God's word, y'all. And he, I can tell you in every decision I've made, God has backed me up. I've had married, married, uh, marital issues. It has not always been easy in my marriage. But I made a decision to fight. I made a decision. It, it wasn't always pretty. Sometimes he probably wanted to kick me out. I want to kick him out. It, listen, that's the truth. But I made a decision that I was going to do things in a way that would honor God. I made a decision in seasons to get before him and say, God, work on me as a wife. God, I, I hear what you're saying. Begin to change my language. Begin to do. Y'all, I made a decision and he's been working with me. So all the things that I could tell you, the success, the good, the bad, it still come down to one decision. And it's the decision to choose Christ. I want to um, even bring out in this particular another passage when I thought about being intentional I thought about in the story of Job and we have he had these friends I want to kind of set it in context because I thought this was really good now in context you know Job is dealing with all his affliction his friends are like listen dude something wrong with you you did things I mean it was just awful how they they did Job. It's like nothing like this happens. You did something. You need to own it. The quicker you own it, it'll get things can get, we can move on, right? And so in this particular passage in Job 5, you have Eliphaz. I hope I'm saying it right. And so he's one of his friends and he's talking to him. I want to give you the context. So again, they're kind of like Job, like seriously, dude, you know, go ahead and say something is wrong. Admit your sin so that we can move on. Right. But as he's saying this, as he's telling Job this in a, in a way, he begins to exalt telling him who God is, right? If you go ahead and admit your sin, this is the, you got a God that he's going to do some things. This is, he begins to talk about God and it just, intrigued me. I said, I got to share this. So that's kind of the backdrop, but this is what he's saying to Job. He says, but as for me, he kind of tell him like, come on, admit your sin. He said, I would seek God and to God, I would commit my cause. But this is what he said. He says, who God, who does great things and unsearchable, marvelous with things without number. He gives rain on the earth and sends water on the fields. He sets on high those who are lowly and those who mourn are lifted to safety. He frustrates the devices of the wicked. Y'all, this thing was so good. He said, I'm sorry. He frustrates the devices of the crafty so that their hands cannot carry out the plans. Y'all, he's talking to them. And I began, I said, Ooh, this is good. Why am I bringing that out? Make a decision because when you make a decision for Christ, just like what those lepers experienced, God will blow your mind. Listen, you have to know he does unsearchable things. He does marvelous things that will blow your mind. As this scripture said, it says, listen, you talking about some of you may be making a decision. Well, I mean, my business look like the same as their business and, and they got more going for them and they partner with this big time such and such. Do you know who God is? I wish I had time to tell you of the favor that I've seen in God. 
It, it don't matter when you have God on your side. Who, what is man? I'm serious. You have to begin to see people as resources. Like they are not your source. You start with God. So just like this scripture said, it says, hold on. He says, he sets on high those who are lowly and those who are mourned are lifted up to safety. He frustrates the devices of crafty so that their hands cannot even carry out their plans. You don't know what it's like. Them, them four lepers just made a decision, but they walk in there like, well, we may die. We may not die. Not not knowing that God has called their very steps to sound like an army, that's what it looks like, y'all. As believers, when we make a decision and walk and stand firm in faith and the truth of God's word, okay? So now let's go ahead and move on to tenacious. When we're talking about tenacious, I love this story because I want you to see the power of decisions in each one of these categories. We have Jesus who's focused. He's Listen, he's about the mission for you and me. He went to the cross. He died for us. He always knew. Focus. This is what, yes, I'm doing my father's will. I'm healing. People are getting blessed. I'm being attacked. All of that's a part of the goal, but the goal is I got to die, right? But then we see the intentionality, right? That I mentioned of the woman with the issue of blood. And then we're looking at Again, those lepers, how they got up. They had to put some action. They made a decision. We ain't got nothing to lose. And as a result, not only did their life change, but they went and said, hold on, we got to share this. They went to the king and let him know, come. He thinking, oh, this ain't, this ain't a setup. This, they about to come get. No, the people, they done toe up into that place, getting the food and the spoils and all this stuff. Y'all, the action of these four discovered. Now, first of all, the action of the four God work with it. The four outcasts. Come on. Who think you are outcast? Who think your business is an outcast? Who is looking at you saying, mm, that's hood right there. They came from such and such and such and such. But if God be before you, make a decision to obey what he said. Now, tenaciousness. This is the last one. When we are tenaciousness, I, I mean, when we are ten tenaciousness, when we are tenacious, I love this story. It's so many stories. When you start trying to get fit in the word, I say, oh, Lord. I could be putting everything under focus, intentional, and tenacious. But this story is what I put for the power of a decision is the paralytic. Y'all, this story in Mark 2 verses 3 through 5 talks about, and I'm going to read it to you. Then they came to him, bringing him to Jesus. Okay, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was, where Jesus was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, sons, your sin is, are forgiven. This thing blessed me. This is the power of a decision. They had to make, and number one, a quick decision. They trying to get their friend to Jesus. They like, if we know we just get to Jesus, but they can't even get to him for the crowd. They made a decision. They said, we'll go on the roof. Then we're going to cut a hole and drop him down. We ain't trying to time it right. We ain't trying to see, did they get their healing yet? We're going to drop him down. Y'all, the power of a decision. And he didn't just get healed. He got saved. Because here's the thing. We don't want just the fruit. We don't want the, you know, the signs. No, it wasn't after healing. It says, it didn't say Jesus healed him. He said, your sins are forgiven because when you get salvation, when you get Jesus, Jesus, look, everything changed. Your mind changed. How you do things change. You get healing in your body. You get renewed, regulated mind. Your finances change because as you begin to walk with Jesus and allow the word of God to grow you, you begin to get the mind of Christ. That thing effect to just say, oh, can you heal my arm? Uh-uh. No, you want salvation. Yeah, I want Jesus. And when you get Jesus, that that starts influencing everything, your marriage, how you parent, how you do everything. Come on. He spoke to, he didn't speak to the issue. He said, no, your sins are forgiven. He went to the root. Okay. So that is such a great example of being tenacious. And I wanted to just put this, put it in something that you could really see the power of a decision. Again, practically, you may be writing a book. 
you know, just like me, starting a business, whatever it looks like. With God, all things are possible. But listen, without God, I don't know about you, I can't do nothing. One of my favorite scriptures, I want you to meditate on this, John 15 and 5. It says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Every decision you make will build from the decision to accept or deny Christ. I just want to be honest with you. For you, you could look at this and say, okay, great. And don't make a decision. You made a decision. You could not respond. You made a decision. But I want to encourage you today that the decision you need to make, I'm going to give you the answer. You need to choose Christ. I want you to choose Jesus Christ. If you're looking at me and you don't know Jesus Christ, I'm not here to tell you how to level up. I'm not here to tell you how to be a great wife. I, I can tell you some things, but it's going to be a little harder without Christ. It's already hard with Christ. But I want to charge you and encourage you to make the decision to choose Jesus Christ. The Bible says that God is working everything for your good when you are aligned to his will, according to his purpose, his way, y'all. The steps of a righteous man are ordered. Come on, we have help through the Holy Spirit who is our teacher. He is our aid. He is not, he ain't our errand boy. No, 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 no. He is a genius. He is the most smartest man in the world. He don't just speak of himself. He speak what he heard. He is the very mind of God. I want you to understand this is what you have when you make a decision for Jesus Christ. And so to just say, bless my business, bless my man, you, that's all. No, regulate my mind, change my life, Jesus. That's what I want. When you make a decision, there's a transformation that you can't even imagine y'all. And so I want to encourage you today to trust God. When I read that story, the lepers, I read that thing all last week. It just blessed me and blessed me. And I don't even have time to go back to the, the chapters leading up to it. It was so good, but it all looked. And I just wanted to encourage you. Come on, let's get fit. Let's get focused in God's word. Come on, let's be a doer. Get action. Faith without works is dead. That that you're focused on, begin to do it. Let's get tenacious. Let's not quit. Come on, we're getting fit in righteousness because God is calling us to this dying world. If y'all have not noticed, this world is going crazy. This world is going crazy and we have to be a light, y'all. We can't be the ones running. We can't be the ones that you, it's like, don't ask me. No, come on. We have to be a light, but we got to be fit. I mean, come on. Who pays a trainer to train them and they obese? They got the, the thing hooked to them. They in the gym walking. And I'm not trying to be funny, but I'm just saying the line, you going to pay that trainer? No, you'll be like, uh, look like you need help, right? Because you want to see. Come on. So does the world. They don't want to just see your shirt. They want to see your life. You living a life that is fit, y'all. So we don't want to be like the children of Israel who refuse to hear, listen, and obey God. Okay? Come on. Sin disconnects us from God. Hear me. Make a decision. I'm trying to give you. You trying to say you want to level up in your business. Latrice, I'm trying to make a decision for my marriage. I love him. I want to stay with him. I, I know God has called me to do some great things in business. I, I'm trying to get you there. It's based on this decision. Make a decision for Christ. Come on. Sin disconnects you. Hear me. And this is so important. Sin disconnects you with the fellowship. Yes, God is, he loves us. Those that have backslidden, he's not turning his back. It disconnects you from, we have to remember that we serve a holy God. And we have gotten to where we allow society to make us like, girl, you child, you can hold on, you can sleep. What you, you do a little of that, a little of that. It's all right. He, he understand you. No, 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 no. We serve a holy God. You can't come into his presence. No, it sin disconnects you from fellowship. And I want you to remember this word. Fellowship is so important. It's like it to community. But here's the thing. When you fellowship with somebody, you have shared interests. So that's why it's so even important though Jesus sat, he went in. As, 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 he went in with those that people didn't think tax collectors and they looking like, well, why would he go? Cause he's there to bring hope. This is what we're to bring, but it's different in fellowship. Jesus wasn't out. The people ain't want to hang with Jesus. 
They was either trying to hang with him to kill him or to find out what he doing or get healed. It, it, there was a purpose. They wasn't just chilling like, no, because who he was, it brought separation. When we're talking about fellowshipping with God, you're going to have to live. You can't commune and fellowship with God in sin. No, the two don't even go together. And the same should be in your lifestyle. All your best friends sinners, like they, I mean, all your best friends, like the ones you fellowship. So y'all have shared interests. Think about that word. When we say fellowship, community, shared interests. No, yes, you can still go. You can't just say, well, I can't, I ain't doing, uh-uh, honey, they ain't doing. No, God will you, and it doesn't mean that you go to the, to the, I'm just saying the dinner and it's like, Jesus saves all your sinners. No, he gives us wisdom, right? There's a way that we can yet be in the world, but not of the world. But yet we're praying and we know that there's a purpose, right? But come on, we got to be a difference. We the, we are the church. We have to be the hospital, y'all. But who go to the hospital to see and visit and you get in the bed, get in there and you're like, oh God, I know how we going to make it. They be like, well, did you come to visit me and get me home? You in the bed? Like, that's just what we look like. Come on. No, you come to the hospital to encourage them. To say, uh-uh, I know what you're hearing, but this is what the word of God said. They expecting you to come pick them up, not get in the bed with them. And it's the same. How we as the church going to be going backwards? Come on, y'all. So I want to encourage you to make a decision for Christ. We are not going to be of those that settle. God said that there is only one way. Listen, the word of God, I'm sorry, reminds us there is only one way. Okay? One way. I don't know about these many ways. There is one. You must believe on Jesus Christ. Period. One way to salvation. Not many. Okay? Jesus said in John 14 and 6, what did he say? I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except what? Through me, Jesus. I don't know about all the ways. One way. That's the decision you need to make. Acts 16 and 31. The jailer, he asked Paul when he was released. He was so scared. Like, oh, Lord. You know, but here's what happened. Look what he said. He asked Paul, what must I do to be saved? And this was his response. He said, listen, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. You and your household. Come on. So I want to challenge you to make a decision for Christ. Get focused today. Get intentional and tenacious. Come on. Yes, we want to achieve our goals. No, we are not going to chase profit over people. No, we are not going to chase goals over God. No, ma'am. No, we not. No, sir. But we're going to look to God first. If you want to experience peace and freedom and joy, healing in your marriage, it begins in the decision for Christ. Hear me. You want to homeschool Christ. Yes, homeschool. Because at the end of the day, I recognize that God knows Langston better than I do. God knows Olivia and my. So when I sit down, I don't just decide, well, you know what? I want them to be. Because see, that's where some of y'all mess up. You're living through your children. Oh, they're going to be in Harvard. They're going to be because I didn't get to go. But they not, that's not what they need. But if you would make a decision for Christ, then through that decision, you'll begin to say, okay, God, these gifts that you give, you gave me, where should they go? What is their strengths? What are their weaknesses? You begin to pray different. You begin to say, show me my children. And through the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit began to let you see different things. And you go, I didn't know they could cook. I didn't know they could write like that. And then next thing you know, all of a sudden someone says, we're having a writing camp. And that Holy Spirit says, put them in that camp. And then people trying to figure out how your child is an author at 16 because you made a decision to acknowledge and recognize God. Everything you do begins from that decision. For those lepers, not only did their life change, but everyone, because they decided to get up. The outcasts, God worked with their decision. And I want to help you today and say, get fit. Make a decision for Christ. Make a decision to yield your life to Christ. And those of you that have given your life to Christ, make a decision to stand firm in the truth. Come on, don't waver. That that he's promised you, he is faithful to do. I am a living witness. I remember starting that book. My husband could tell you. There was days, some days I just, it was frustrating. I cried. Some days I just like, Lord, but I kept making a decision. I'm not going to give up. There was times I wanted to give up, but I said, no, I know God. 
I said that you told me to do this. I know you called me to do this. And I know that what I'm writing is going to bless someone else. So I, I had to make a decision to stand up. I'm not a quitter. I had to make a decision. I had to make a decision to even say, hey, y'all, love you on the podcast, but I'm going to have to cut off for a minute. I had to make a decision. I had to make a decision when my family was together watching family movies, but I was in the room writing. But God is faithful as we make decisions and be consistent to stand firm in faith, to be obedient to the things, to steward well what he's assigned our hands to do, to not book. Come on, some of you just need to make a decision to do something. You gave your life to the Lord, but who's benefiting from it? You, you have dreams, but you won't do anything about it. Make a decision. Make a decision next month to just do one thing towards your own goals. So some of you need to know that if you would just get up, God said, I'll go before you. But no, he not fixing to show you, oh, when you do this, that, and that, I'm going to make you a millionaire. And then when you do this, that, and that, he may even show you, but you got to make a decision to believe it and work the plan. So I just wanted to charge you today and encourage you, come on, make a decision. Today was a little bit longer. Y'all know I try to keep it at 30 minutes, but I know I had announcements. Y'all know I had to dance a little bit, send you a smile, tell you how much I miss you, all the things. I mean, listen, come on. It's been about 30, 45 days. I don't know what it's been. So y'all gonna take this good 50 minutes and be happy. All right. But it will be back to our 30, but I pray something I said, encourage you. Come on, make a decision, make a decision for Christ. Okay. Listen, we are Y'all, many of you are, your children are going back to school. I just want to say this before I go, cover them. Make a decision to cover your children. Anoint them in the morning. My kids right here and I anoint them. They know. Come on. <laughs> Live beat head up like, Lord, mama going out of oil. Come on, make a decision to be consistent to pray with your children and over your children. Make a decision to sit with them and put the things of God in them. Turn off the TV. Don't take the time just because you want to, I don't even feel like dealing with them, child. Let them go up there. That give me an hour. You don't know what that hour on social media is doing to your child. Make a decision to sit with them. Go for a walk with them. Put the word of God. Teach them one scripture. Come on, make a decision. God is going to work with your decision or lack thereof. But I wanted to encourage you today to get fit, get focused, intentional, and tenacious, y'all. Set your mind on things above. Set your mind on eternity because this is not our home. He's coming back. And the decision you make, even after you hit end, you have heard. What are you going to do about it? How are you going to go forth? How are you going to get focused, intentional, and tenacious? All right? So make a decision. Don't forget what I said. Subscribe. Please leave me a message. I check them. Leave, send me an email or on the podcast. Say something if this blessed you. Give me a rating. I look forward to seeing you all next month, next week. Make a decision. Bye. and welcome. This is Latrice Bartley, founder of Purposefully Living, where your passion meets God's purpose. I believe God created you for a purpose. So why not purposefully live every day of your life by embracing your uniqueness and walking in the fullness of who Christ created you to be?